Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Microfamous Podcast. We live in strange and interesting times. And so we're doing another stripped down solo episode. And I want to jump right into the content because we're talking about five ways to come out of the coronavirus scare with a stronger business. And so let's jump right into number one, which is lead people visibly, right? So when I think about this, the mentality that I'm going for when I'm uh, doing things live, when I'm doing a webinar, and there's, I'll give you some examples, but I want to convey, first of all, the mentality that I would love to see everyone in my world exhibit towards your audience. And that is that your primary concern is their results, not necessarily their comfort, their emotions, or their fear. Uh, they're getting enough of that type of concern from friends and family. And of course, you've got TV and social media that feeds the emotional side of things, whether it's anger or fear kind of depends on what you believe about the, what's going on. But ultimately, um, if you're going to be a, a leader in this time, I would love to see everyone in my world, and this is the, the tack that I'm taking, which is like, I want to be the voice that speaks for my client's results right? And for example, when, when, when what's best for their results is to keep up with my service, I'm going to say so honestly. Uh, and when their best option is to not keep with my service or buy something new from me, I'm going to be just as honest, right? And I think as long as we take that tack, we can, that approach, that mentality, we can be the voice that speaks for their results. And one of the ways that you can do this, I'm going to throw out a few examples. I've got clients who are now going live on social media daily, whether it's Facebook or Instagram, depending on where their audience is. Um, some folks are giving like a free webinar. David Baker did a really good one uh, and did some emails around that. They got 800 registrants for that, for that webinar. Um, I'm doing like a live Zoom, more of an interactive call uh, for everyone in the Microfamous group. So if you go to microfamousgroup.com, uh, by the time this episode releases, the, the live Zoom will have been like earlier today. Uh, we might do another one, who knows, but that's kind of one of the things that I offer to my uh, group. So if you're already in my world, uh, if you're not, go over there and join the community because we'll do interesting things like that when, when the circumstances call for it. But essentially, we're doing like a live Q&A. And so we're answering questions, working through specific issues with people that are showing up to the Zoom call. So it's more of an interactive, guided conversation, Q&A, uh, all in one, right? Uh, you can also do exactly what I'm doing, which is if you have a podcast already, you can release solo episodes of your show where you are delivering your message straight to your audience. Um, and that's something where I've been recommending that uh, to certain specific clients of mine where they've had, you know, interview episodes that we've already finished all the work on. And even though it's costing me money, I am setting those episodes aside and encouraging them to do solo episodes that specifically address the time that we're in, right? So again, I'm living out and proving by my actions that I care more about my clients' results above all, right? So that's the, so I want to exhibit that mentality. So the key question for this section is, how can I visibly lead my audience to better results in this time? How can I visibly lead my audience to better results in this time? That's the key question for the first section. Now let's move on to number two. So what's the second way to come out of this with a stronger business? Well, I believe it's to maximize the people that are already in your world, right? So the key question here is how can I strengthen and maximize existing relationships to increase referrals and repeat business. And I'll give you a few examples. Uh, you could connect with uh, or reconnect with influencers, thought leaders, and referral partners, you know, the people who can send you clients. Uh, you can look for opportunities for strategic introductions. I made, I think, 
10 strategic introductions in the last week and a half alone. Uh, you can offer quick connect calls with people, like 15-minute calls to learn more about their needs and their goals for this year. Uh, in other words, like basically just saying either through personal messages or putting it out on social media, like, hey, let's take advantage of some of this downtime and let's jump on the phone. Let's talk about what you're excited about. Let's talk about your big goals for this year. And let's just talk through some ideas for how I can help support you. And maybe I can introduce you to some folks that, that can help push that forward, right? So again, returning to the key question, how can I strengthen and maximize existing relationships to increase referrals and repeat business? Um, because if you, if you have like a contraction, um, it may be a great time to go out and, and pay for lead generation because the competition might be down. Um, but we'll see, we'll see how it materializes. Um, some of you may not have that option because the contraction has already caught up to you to the point where your revenue is down and you don't have the money to throw around on a bunch of lead generation. So you may be in a position where you absolutely have to do you know, free organic lead generation to get new clients. And so I would encourage you rather than thinking what most people do, which is to go out into the wider world and find people who don't know, like, and trust you yet, and then try to convert them into clients. Start with the people who are already in your world and go to the influencers who have relationships already with people who probably should buy something from you and, and rebuild and reconnect and accelerate those relationships. Make it more likely that the right people remember you, know what you do, know what makes you unique, and know who you're looking to serve, right? So maximize those relationships. That's number two. Number three, maximize your existing business, right? So the key question here that I like to ask is, what have I been putting off in the business? And I'll give you some examples. You could, for example, uh, look for ways to squeeze out costs and inefficiencies, right? These are the things that kind of build up in the good times when your business is growing and you don't really notice because it doesn't seem like a huge deal. And then you look up and realize you've got a bunch of fixed costs. Maybe it's, you know, software or, uh, or like you, or like you hired somebody and you kind of over, uh, overpaid them just to get them into a new role. And then you need to pull that back a bit, something like that. Who knows, right? Just make your business model more scalable right? Make it leaner, make it more efficient. Um, look at the service that you're offering and re-examine every part of it and see if it's really essential. Um, I'll give you a quick example from the coaching, uh, coaching space, which is, could you take some of your, some of the calls that you promise to people in terms of your coaching package? And could you make some of them self-scheduled calls, right? So that not everybody takes every single call that's promised. So rather than them showing up to a pre-appointed scheduled call, even if you have not a lot to cover, uh, could you change some of those calls to where it's a self-scheduled call and free up some time on your calendar to serve more people, right? Um, so that's a quick example from the coaching business. Uh, another example is that you could take the opportunity of this maybe you know, maybe make it an intentionally slower time in your business and document all the systems that make up your unique process, you know, document your intellectual capital, right? Uh, a third thing you could do is revisit every commitment, right? Now is a great time to re-evaluate all of the commitments you've made inside the business and reduce down to the things that you truly care about, right? So, you know, what, what kinds of things have you said yes to that now you regret it, right? Did you get involved in, you know, a new product or a new project or a new thing, right? That's, that's, it's going to take a while to pay off. And now is a good time to pull out of that, right? Have you, have you overcommitted to certain clients and now it's time to pull that back and get more tailored and, and in line with what the rest of your clients are doing, like making your service tighter? Uh, has there been scope creep? You know, have you overpromised to, uh, to certain clients to do things that are outside of what you should be doing? And now is a good time to pull that back, right? Like this is a good time to just reevaluate everything, right? Uh, so the key question here on this third point is what have I been putting off 
in the business. Because if you've been putting something off, whether it's optimizing, tweaking, pulling back, documenting, systematizing, whatever, this is a perfect time to do it. All right. All right. Let's move on to number four. Maximize your sales process. Right. Um, so the key question here is what content could I create that would overcome objections, build trust and draw leads closer to making a decision to buy? Right. Let me run through that again. The key question, what content could I create that would overcome objections, build trust and draw leads closer to making a decision to buy? And I'll give you some examples. So the, one of the things you could do is create uh, chunks of content for sales. And we talk about this in the micro famous book. We call it sales micro content. So uh, shorter videos, you know, short podcast episodes or snippets of podcast episodes, uh, lead magnets, you know, checklists, giveaways, stuff like that. Or could you do success stories and case studies of successful clients? Uh, those could be podcast episodes as well. We talk about that in the book. Um, or you could do your version of that might be a white paper or, or a written case study, right? But what kind of sales micro content can you create? Uh, what about revisiting your ideal client? You know, do you have a client avatar? Um, I was talking to a gentleman on podcast the other day and one of the reasons that he hired his coach is that he had him on a podcast and his coach described the client avatar even down to the clothes they were wearing and the podcast host looked down and realized he was wearing the exact clothes that the, that the guest had called out, right? The guest was the guest who was a business coach was so detailed and specific on who his client avatar was that the podcast host who featured him immediately recognized that he was that client avatar and signed up for his coaching, right? So the more specific you get about who your ideal client is, the more deeply and, uh, and, and the more deeply and more compelling ways you can speak to them to the point where they go, holy cow, I have to work with you. You, you absolutely must have a better solution because you understand me so much better than anyone else I, I, I see out there in the market, right? So revisit your, your client avatar. Uh, you could also create an FAQ page, right? A frequently asked questions type of page. This could be a document. Uh, it could be a podcast episode. It could be a page on your website, whatever. Um, you can include all the questions and objections that are going to come up in general. And then also some ones that are going to come up in the next couple of months while we get over this or hopefully get over this whole coronavirus scare. Um, I just had a great uh, consultation with somebody a few weeks ago where they peppered me with some of the toughest questions anyone has ever asked me in a podcast consultation. The first thing I did the next day was sit down and document every question I can remember them asking along with my answer for it, right? Because I'm in the middle of training a, a sales guy to take over the sales calls from me. So not only did that document it and it was helpful for me, but then I leveraged that because that's, that's content that I can give to my current salesperson and any future salesperson, right? Because that, that FAQ is something they can read during the training process to get up to speed faster. So the fourth area is maximizing your sales process, right? What kind of content can you create that will overcome objections, build trust, and draw leads closer to making a decision to buy? That's number four. All right. Number five way and the final way to come out of this with a stronger business is more focused on you as, as the business owner, the entrepreneur, the leader. And that is to experiment with ways to combine productivity and activity. So the key question for this section is, what am I experimenting with, with today that could make me more productive well after things get back to normal? So I'll give you a few examples. 
Uh, you could shift some of your video calls to phone calls and do the walk and talk thing, right? Get some sunshine. Um, there's there's some speculation, uh, and I think there's some solid science underneath it, uh, that this particular type of virus, and really anything in the coronavirus family, uh, starts to lessen the effects and starts to get less contagious and less severe the more sunlight we get and the more vitamin D in our systems, which is why coronaviruses of every kind typically start to fade as we go into April and May. So that's why they, they believe that this is a temporary kind of lockdown because it's a natural progression pattern. So as much as, um, as, much as you might be feeling stuck indoors, um, take some of your calls outside, get out there and walk and talk, get some sunshine, right? All right, another thing you can do is try out different workspaces for different purposes, right? So think about your, your personal environment. Um, I've got now two desks. I'm recording this at my stand-up podcasting rig. Over the last few months, I've also built out a sit-down desk, which is also my music recording uh, rig. So I have two different places. So for example, to create this episode, I sat down at my desk, which is better for writing, and I wrote out the bullet points of what I wanted to cover. Then I moved over to the stand-up desk, which is better for the energy levels of a podcast recording. Uh, and then at some point, I'll probably do some work, you know, sitting outside. Uh, I'm going to go down to, like I live by Mission Bay in San Diego, so I'm going to take my car down there at some point today. I'll take some calls with my team uh, in the car, sitting there looking at the bay while I'm on the phone doing operations calls with my agency team, right? So just trying out different workspaces, different physical spaces for different types of productivity. Uh, and then finally, just get out and take a walk and listen to podcasts, business and personal development podcasts. Take this as an opportunity uh, to turn uh, time that might be lost or maybe even that you did, had never had a chance to do before. Maybe you're so busy running your business that you never get out and take a walk. Uh, it's one of the most productive things you can do. Um, you might start off by listening to some podcasts and then you might find it better just to not listen to anything and let your brain wander because that, that can be an amazing idea time. Uh, there are many, 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 many successful people who built in long 90 minute to two hour walks into their afternoon. Charles Dickens was one of them. Um, he would write in the mornings and then every single afternoon he got out there and walked and that was when the ideas would start formulating that laid the foundation for the next day's work. So experiment with ways to combine productivity and activity. And here's the key question again. What am I experimenting with today that could make me more productive well after things go back to normal, right? So think about what could you do in this time that would make you more productive and more focused on your key activities, fresher, um, you know, more productive, more efficient, and more focused on the right things so that when things go back to normal, you get a boost in productivity, right? So that's the fifth thing. So let me just quickly sum up. So lead people visibly, maximize the people already in your world, maximize your existing business, maximize your sales process, experiment with ways to combine productivity and activity. So those are the five ways to come out of the coronavirus panic with a stronger business. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, on, a, on a side note, if your business has been uh, very heavily based on events or has been very severely affected by the fact that people aren't going to events, um, I can't tell you enough like how much of a perfect time this is to lean heavy into podcasting, either as a guest 
or as a host. So if you don't have a podcast and you've been thinking about launching a podcast, this is a perfect time to do it. We've got a launch system basically that front loads most of the work, uh, especially the thinking, the, the decision making in the first month. This is a perfect month to do it. Um, so reach out to us about that. Just go to pursuingresults.com to learn about our done for you podcasting system that is specifically built for coaches, consultants, and thought leaders. And that includes going out and booking the guests for you. So that's number one. Uh, if you're a podcast guest um, and, and you want to ramp that up and start getting more visible, so you lead people in your audience visibly and you're out there leading visibly, uh, go to howtogetfeatured.com. Uh, there's a masterclass there on how to come up with your story that's going to get podcast hosts to say yes. Uh, every expert has a certain type of story that we cover in that masterclass. We show you how to find it and what to do with it and all that fun stuff. Uh, so that if you're thinking about being becoming a guest on podcasts or you want to ramp that up and do it more, now that you have more time in your business to focus on that, now is a perfect time to start doing that. Uh, so go to howtogetfeatured.com. Uh, we show you how to get that story together, but then also I have a system where you can essentially turn over the and the research and the hard work of getting you scheduled on shows over to somebody else that can do it for you and make sure that you're getting featured consistently. So with that being said, I just want to encourage you once again to be that voice, right? Be the voice that speaks for your clients and your customers' results, right? So as opposed to giving into the fear or giving into the emotion and all the, and becoming part of this cacophony of voices, including media and social media and all these places that constantly speak fear and lack and scarcity, be the voice that speaks for the results. Be the voice that speaks for what is the best things that they can do and what are the best things you can do for them that will help them get great results and continue to get great results in this time and into the rest of the year as we come out of this, right? So be that voice, speak for their results and be the leader in your space. Thanks so much for listening. I know this is a unique and different type of podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, shoot me some feedback, message me on Facebook um, or, uh, or reply back uh, to the email for this podcast episode. And just let me know your thoughts. If there's anything else that, that we should add to this list, uh, I would love to hear if you've got ideas for what you're doing in any of these five areas. I would love to hear from you. So thank you so much. We'll see you next week on the podcast and uh, we'll talk to you soon.